I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast, and we are in quite the situation in the world right now, and I'm so glad that I have my guest, Joey Festi, who is just such an incredible man, who is a pastor, but also a financial advisor and planner for uh, people in the sports world. So he has very famous celebrity sports clients who he manages their wealth and their finances for him, and at the same time is managing a full family church in San Antonio, Texas. I've known him for a while. I met him through a dear friend, Danny Silk, who said, uh, you need to meet this guy. And then I ended up meeting him spiritually, like through a divine appointment, which we're going to talk about hopefully today. But he's the founder and senior managing partner of KM Capital, and it has a family office that serves high net worth individuals. The majority of his clients, like I said, are uh, professional athletes. And he has a Bachelor of Arts in Economics from the University of Texas, so he knows what he's doing, which is really good. 30 years of financial advisory ex- experience, but he also has a vision that has manifesting through his church in San Antonio, it gathers and equips and transforms lives. And that vision has continued to come to pass as each week people are transformed for real for reals in God's presence. And he preaches frequently on kingdom life and gives vision to his church, but he also his partners to his wife, Kelly, who's just phenomenal. And they have grown up adult kids and some of the kids are married and hopefully we'll talk about them as well because they've just lived a really uh, intentional family and marriage life that I so respect. So we're excited to introduce you to Joey. I know it's going to be an, a live conversation because Joey has a perspective on how God speaks to us in the midst of crisis. And I think we need to hear that today. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family. I'm so excited because one of my lifelong dreams is happening right now as you're listening and you could join. We have an online mentoring platform where we release video content and audio content to you every week. There's five videos. You can listen or watch whatever you want to do, but they're teaching. I'm actually mentoring people who are part of the platform. They call in on video and we do a mentoring session and we release it to all of you because a lot of them will be relatable to everyone. We also do questions and answers. So when you're asking your questions online, we're answering every question and about five to seven of those we answer every week on video as well. And then we have some of your favorite prophets and prophetic voices and ministry voices from around the world sharing their prophetic perspective, how they hear from God and a three to seven minute video every week. So some of your favorite guests who you've ever heard on this show are also going to be there on the platform defining their prophetic process. And then we have supplemental videos. Now here's the deal. We also have added all of our e-courses. So we have an e-course on words of knowledge, an e-course on growing as a prophet called Modern Prophets. We have Prophetic 101. We have a marriage e-course, a financial e-course, and all of them are included for one monthly price. So come join us. You go to courses.bowlsministries.com and sign up today. Well, today on the show, we have Joey Festi. And Joey, I'm so glad we finally have you. We tried to schedule you like 10 times. You kept canceling on us. Yeah, yeah I think between my schedule and your schedule, it was, uh, we were two ship passing in the night. <laughs> no, we had all those audio problems over and over. And then I had some scheduling conflicts. So I'm so sorry that happened. I'm so glad you're finally on. And I love just you and your wife, the fact that you're in business, you're in ministry, and you have such an eclectic background. And you guys kill it at family. And I'm just so glad you're on the show because you are the type of person that went on here, a normal person who's doing a lot and has a high capacity for God. And it's the proof's in the pudding, a long life of history with God. So 
let's get right into it. Yeah. How how did hearing God's voice start for you? Like when did this all start? Uh, hearing God's voice for me started long after I gave my life to the Lord. It, I gave my life to the Lord in like 1982. And then it wasn't until 1998 that I had this encounter with God in a church we were going to that Rick Godwin led. Oh, wow. Yeah, called Eagle's Nest. And so my wife uh, drugged me there. And in front of 2,000 people, a guy named Tim Story was ministering. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know Tim. Yeah. And um, he ministered for two hours, and I just sat there and kind of mocked the whole thing. This was the best part. And he, so he asked us to pray at the very beginning. Hey, pray for something. I said, God, I'm believing you for big things. Amen. And then I, I watched him minister for two hours. After that, after two hours, he pointed me out of the crowd out of 2,000 people and said, come up here. As I was walking toward him, he looked at me and said, I'm believing God for big things in your life also. And wow. I knew I was on the ground and I was 20 feet from him. <laughs> and you're a big guy. <laughs> I'm a big guy, no catcher, no fall, no organ playing, no emotional response. Boom, on the ground, woke up, got a touch from God and never was the same again. Wow. Don't you think sometimes we need those kinds of encounters? Because I think like I grew up around the Holy Spirit and I was always the last man standing if there was those kinds of meetings. And I remember like one time when I was, I think I was 15, big old football player. And I just, and Ed McLaughlin, you know, who was a, you know, part of the promise keepers and prophetic guy, but a football player. So you would know who he was from the back in the day. And he was the revivalist and he spoke over me. And as soon as he did, I had that kind of experience. I was overwhelmed by emotions. I fell flat on the ground on cement. My head bounced. My friends thought I would have a concussion and I was completely fine. And I had a vision. But I mean, it's like, I love those moments when some of us are so hard-headed. I think that we need, we need the power encounter. Other people get the power encounter because of their intimacy with God, like more power. For me, it's like, I'm just so hard-headed. Sometimes I need that power encounter to apprehend me because I, I don't that's all anybody close to me when i tell them the story including rick godwin he saw it happen he go god just need to knock you on your butt <laughs> and i went you're right i mean because i was full of pride religious pride i was you know it, it, and it was life-changing for me yeah well tell us about because after that uh, you guys went into ministry and business i don't know the succession of those but talk about kind of the journey and how God led you in, because you're doing some pretty incredible sports financial management, and then you're also running a, a incredibly successful community church. And talk about that. Yeah, uh, I've been in the investment business since uh, 1987, um, so a long time, and cut my teeth back in the big firm at Morgan Stanley and some other other firms. And in 19 uh, in 2004, God led me on a journey to start my own uh, shop called KM Capital Management. And uh, I had some professional athletes in my, uh, in my book. And uh, we really have a multifamily office right now for professional athletes. So we're in the sports and entertainment space. And it, um, that started in 2004, my new company. And it wasn't until 2007 that the Lord spoke to me and said, when you move back from Austin and just go to San Antonio, you're, you're going to start a church. And my wife looked at me like I was crazy. Wow. I came out of a really hard time. And we sat on that word for a while. And um, finally in 2010, I went to Bethel uh, for, uh, they had a Bill, Danny, Chris, you know, um, Paul. Like all their main leaders. All the main leaders had this small, intimate 70 pastors come in. We weren't even pastors yet. And 
they, the intercessors prayed at uh, Bethel, and we went into this room for one and a half hours, and we, all, we couldn't take a book or a Bible or a notepad, and the Lord actually pinned me to the ground. I could not move, and I'm 6'3", 225, and I could not move, and he gave me a vision for a church, and uh, just downloaded to me, and he almost said the same thing he said to me when I got knocked down in 1998 was, Joey, be quiet and listen. Wow. And he gave me a vision for a church that we're actually in the process of continuing to build today. Wow. That's phenomenal. Like, talk about that a little bit, because a lot of times we hear that. And as a pastor, you're used to just kind of bullet pointing. But talk about what was the vision? The vision was really gather, transform, equip. It was hmm. gather around the presence of God and his spirit. You know, to be transformed by that through worship, prophetic, words of knowledge, uh, and relationship. And to be equipped to go out and to be who God's called you to be, not who people want you to be or who the society wants you to be, but go out and be who God called you to be, to walk in your gifting. And so we never gathered around uh, theology. We gathered around relationships. So God was free to move into people's lives and how that manifested um, that we were okay with the mess, but it also brought people to freedom because people were allowed to go through their process with God in a safe place to get to the point to where they actually knew who they were as sons and daughters, and then act accordingly. Because I actually argued with God when he was pending me down. I said, what about sending? What about sending? Yeah. When people come into their identity and who they are and who they are with me, they'll do what they're supposed to be doing. That's so good. And so that's how, that's how we uh, live this life in the church of community. And we're, we're excited about it. We, you know, running a business that, takes me out to travel with athletes and doing a church where we can be stretched pretty thin at times. <laughs> well, tell me about this. When you received that word, how old were your kids and were they a part of the initial plant? Oh yeah. You know, sadly enough, my oldest son was in college when that happened, his freshman year in college. My younger two were a part of the plant in the house. We started with, you know, just, we actually started just worship. I made pancakes every Sunday. A few people came over and we listened. That's to awesome. Worship. Bethel worship. And then it started, we opened it up to others and it grew and the two younger kids got, got to participate in it as it watched. My oldest didn't get to participate in it as much, but loves it when he comes back. Well, and I, I just highlighted that because I think there's people, and especially after the season we're in with coronavirus and all the stuff that's happening, that are just dreaming of like gathering in their homes, you know, and, and I love what Ed Silvoso calls it, the ecclesia, which is like the Roman word for a church and home that Jesus used, like a place of gathering where any two or three gather. And I love that that's how you guys started. And it ended up morphing and changing over time based on the vision God gave you. I want to fast forward a little bit because we are in this crazy financial hardship season in the entire world. And you and Kelly have been through a lot. You've counseled people through a lot. You've coached people through a lot. You've had your own personal ups and downs. Talk to us about what God's shown you in the sense of like a season of life that was hard for you guys and how he used the prophetic and used his voice and his spirit to pull you guys out of it. Oh, yeah. May of 87, May of uh, 2017, um, I was, um, there was a group out there that was um, kind of targeting me and um, talking bad about me and defaming me. Oh, this is where we met now. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're part of this story. Oh, um, yeah, it was uh, it was very powerful. And I was in a battle with them. And it was one of those things where in my business, reputation is everything. Uh, I've built a reputation uh, of trust with uh, athletes and clients for 33 years with a spotless record. And 
and this group was coming after me with nothing, and uh, it was affecting me and my business, and we really hit a bottom. I mean, I actually at one point, and I've never felt this in my life, I guess all the stress that I was hearing finally for about three hours one night, I had this anxiety attack and wow. in front of my daughter and my wife and my best friends. And they, I mean, my daughter thought I was actually dying and oh. they prayed over me and it went away. Um, and then a week and a half later, we flew out to a, a conference that I wasn't even supposed to go to. I was in San Francisco on business. Kelly goes, come over and listen to uh, Sean. And I said, I don't have a ticket. He goes, oh, Dave Cronel, <laughs> you don't need one. And that's when I met you. And you looked at me and you gave me the most profound prophetic word I've ever had in my life because you read my mail, exactly what I was going through. And you, and you told me exactly what was gonna happen that I'd come out without you know, smelling like smoke and stronger than I have. And all that is true, that I've actually grown my business exponentially since that day. Wow. Well, I didn't, I didn't ask the story because of being self-indulgent for my part of it, but I think it's interesting that like some people right now are facing that kind of anxiety and are having those breakdowns or those moments. And I love how you guys turned right to the spirit of God and, and how your family and your best friends surrounded you. Cause I feel like that's, what's missing for a lot of people. A lot of people are independent or isolated, especially when we do business because the culture of business is very compartmentalized from our regular real life. So I know a lot of husbands and wives don't even talk to each other about their big decisions um, until after they've already made their decision and they feel confident because at that there's place no of line between our business and our ministry. And I love that. And there's no line between you and Kelly. You just share everything that you, you open your heart vulnerably to. Has, has that been a process too with you and Kelly? Or did you guys start out saying, this is who we're going to be? No, it was definitely a process. Uh, in the business, you know, I ran the business. So, yeah. But when we were co when we were senior leading a church, we had to learn, and we're still learning, how to co-lead together. You know, because um, I'm an 8-7, she's a 7-8, you know, it's, you know. And the Enneagram. And the Enneagram, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, we, I have a very strong personality, and, you know, we had to learn how to lead together. She's a prophet, um, and I, being able to honor that and, it was it was really challenging, but we're finding our groove, and we'll continue to find our groove. But uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't easy. Well, talk to me about. I'm going to go backwards a little bit. Talking yeah. about the day after you receive the word, you start to feel some confidence, but at the same time, the circumstances. How long did they take to change, and what did that look like? It took about six months to change, but when I got the word, I had this confidence that God was moving on my behalf. God was this forerunning my situation. So good. And it, so I had this almost like a scout, you know, was going ahead and saying it's okay, you know. And I, I felt this forerunning thing where God was saying it's going to be okay. He was moving some pieces. My clients were, were my biggest advocates. Wow. Against the very uh, 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 organization that was saying things about me, which they were. That's of. awesome. So they came to my the biggest defense. And so all that started moving into place and uh, watching God move in that and bring peace in that. Um, it was something, it was just supernatural. And I think one of the things, and this is kind of, you know, um, kind of the st what, what God's really been speaking to me over the last couple of weeks that I'm going to talk on more on Sunday. But during that time, it's, it asked, I, I think I was asked a question in circumstance, what do I believe about God? Mm. You know, you know, uh, Hebrews 11, you know, shaken what could be shaken. What do I actually believe about God? I, I can sing he is good. I can say he's my provider and my protector. 
my healer, but what do I actually believe when things don't go my way or things get tough? That's so true. And I feel like sometimes people, I've had people press into me because of training people in the prophetic and hearing God's voice. And they'll say, shouldn't we just believe this based on what the Bible says? Absolutely, we should. But that's why Holy Jesus promised the Holy Spirit that he'd be with us to help lead us into truth, help lead us into these biblical principles. And so I love how he spoke to you in a moment that like you needed a father, you needed Jesus to walk with you on this road. And I feel like the whole world's there right now. You know, like there's, I'm sure there's people who aren't suffering in the same ways, but so many people have had either experience being laid off or been part of the, the business owners laying off or people who've been going through financial failure crisis or health crisis or whatever. And so they, you know, this is the time, of course, we need to practice just good old grit faith. I believe in that, <laughs> but Holy Spirit doesn't leave us alone. No. And that's the beautiful part of your story is that like in the middle of that hardest season, he's like, sends you randomly. I think you guys were supposed to be with Danny and Sherry or something on a trip. And you came to my conference for a minute and we met in the back room for literally 15 minutes. And that's yeah. all it took. Yeah. And I, like I said, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was in San Francisco on business. Yeah. And I, and I came and I just think there's a big shift. There's a big reset going on. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of pastors, church leaders, business leaders, my clients that are influencers, and there's an anxiety level out there. You know, yeah. 11 million people were uh, unemployed over the last two weeks. And yeah. there's this anxiety level. And I think this is when, this is when we shine in crisis. This is when the bride shines and the church becomes the hope in Christ. And so um, they're looking for answers. You know, I, a bunch of ministers, are, their offerings are down. There's, there's real struggle out there. And I think uh, the gospel has the answer. Absolutely. I agree. Well, let's talk about some other areas. Give me some, some of the heavy hitting stories, or at least one of them, of when God showed up in times of crisis. You know, um, actually recently, um, back in November, my nephew died of an overdose of heroin. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And in the midst of that, you know, um, there was, there was this, uh, the family, my brother's family was in crisis. And when he, and as they called me in to, to kind of work and counsel with the family, my brother was, couldn't function at the time. Uh, he goes, I just need you to do all this. And I, I just, I went to the Lord. My, my wife was out of town and uh, my daughter, my son were there. And I just said, Lord, we need you to move in, in, in such a way because I can't do this. This is my nephew. And there's so much to be done in counseling this family. And I want to tell you, Sean, God showed up in such a way that they actually, we had our first family meeting with the family in the history of the family. And wow. God moved and reconciled relationships and brought peace into this total chaos of, and tragedy. And it was so supernatural that, you know, there, that it changed the way the entire family looked at each other. Wow. I love that so much. That's like, I mean, that's Romans 8, 28, where God's like, not only serves you back for what the enemy meant for bad, but he uses it to recreate his life. And we hear these kinds of stories, but until it happens to you, it's hard to imagine. But I love that faith comes from here. Because even me, like I would love more connection to my extended family, who's very segregated, very um, separated from each other. 
And I love hearing that story because we've had those kinds of tragedies and we haven't had the same result. And it gives, obviously it gives us all faith to press in that God breaks through. He does a, he does something that's so phenomenal. So that was back in November. How was it uh, during like a coronavirus lockdown? You guys communicating and connecting? We are, you know, we are, uh, I talked to my brother and his family, you know, they're, they're struggling with this process, but us, us as a family, my, my son and my two sons and daughter-in-laws and my, my daughter, and my wife and I, we uh, do family FaceTime um, about every other day. That's amazing. So all, you know, all seven of us get on a call. Hey, what's up? And um, just to catch up and see how they're doing, because my oldest son works for me. And, my, and uh, we just get to communicate and stay in touch and uh, making sure everybody's being healthy and just sharing what's going on. Because different people are different places in this, with this virus. That there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of pent-up anxiety right now. Things are coming Absolutely. to the surface. Things are coming to the surface. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. One of them is, how do you receive most from the Lord? Like, how does he speak to you? How does he touch your heart? He, when I worship, he speaks to me. Um, how he touches my heart the most is through when I, when I worship, and um, that he speaks to me more clearly than any other time, whether I'm just in the Word or praying. It's, uh, it's just when everything else goes away, but his voice. Yeah. Yeah, that almost flow state that happens. I think we we talk a lot about that, um, and we're talking more about it on the podcast, which is I love Josie Lewis as an artist who just did a TED Talk. She's a radical Christian on flow state and how when we get into that place where our mind and our emotions serve our spirit flowing, like we all of a sudden have this place of connection to God as opposed to being led by our mind or led by our emotions, being led by what we were made for spirit to spirit. And I I feel like most men... We'll use the excuse of I don't really connect to God during worship very intensely or it just happens sometimes versus saying this is how God's wired all of us. And most prophets in the Bible were actually men, which I think is interesting because a lot of times we'll, all the business guys will tell me, my wife's the prophetic one or my wife's the prophet. And I'm like, let's take that excuse out of you because, you know, with with most prophets in the, in the Old New Testament being men, I think God did it on purpose because he knew this generation would use it as an excuse to say my wife's the prophetic one or you know, my, a lot of business leaders tell me that like my, oh, my child, my daughter, she hears from God, almost like I don't hear from God or my daughter's the worshiper. And you look at like these examples in the Bible, of like King David and these incredible men who heard from God and it changed nations. They went to war with it. They, they founded businesses on it. They changed, you know, nations with this. And I just, I'm so encouraged by what's happening in the movement. Cause we have probably about 48% of people who follow us on social media platforms, our men, and now if you're a woman and listen to this, we already know that you're wired to hear from God because you demonstrate it a lot better than men most of the time. <laughs> but yeah. I love that there's a, a movement of men again. Like I've, I've heard Promise Keepers is relaunching. There's several other organizations that are launching men's movements. And I say that in light of you because I really feel like there's something on your life to help be a voice to fathers and men and sons and just you know, just to just to establish and be who they are. Because when, when you meet Joey, um, he is a giant. I'm six foot four, so I'm a little taller than you, but you just seem bigger than life, and <laughs> which I love. Well, let's last story. What's the riskiest thing that God's ever asked you to speak or do, and what was the fruit of it? Well, it's something that you're, we're taught not to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is that there was a young lady in our church that struggled with pregnancy, and um, for for years with miscarriages. And I know this was frowned upon, but it was like never before, only one other time before has this happened where it was like 
It just came on me to go tell her that she would be fruitful and she would multiply. And wow. She has had three kids since then. Now. <laughs> That's awesome. And she could not get, you know, she could not hold a child. And, uh, I know that's risky, but uh, it was like I there was nothing could stop me from saying it. If you know what I mean, it was so God. Yeah, uh, uh, to give her encouragement, and now she has three beautiful babies. That's so odd. No, and I I will say this to somebody who trains people in the prophetic is that usually you don't start there, and that's it's not a taboo subject. It's just something that everybody who wants to have babies wants to have babies. Everybody who wants to get married wants to get married. Everybody who wants money wants money. So as soon as you put a God card or a God spin on it, they stop living for the now and they start to put all their hope in that identity issue area. And it causes confusion. And if you're wrong, the stakes are really high. And that's why we don't start in those areas. As a matter of fact, when I've trained a lot of people out of speaking about, you know, prophesying over babies or, or marriage, I'll ask them, what is your track record in the prophetic? And if they can't give me one, I'm like, don't start there. Then if you're on our team, you can't do this for the next couple of years. I want you, this is off limits. So you can learn how to have a track record. But when you have a a track record of healthy relationships, healthy marriage, healthy family, and you're praying for somebody and you have a track record of hearing God, I think it's healthy to be able to say, okay, I know this is, you know, this isn't the the easiest area to prophesy to, but I want to share something. And I, I think our listeners need to hear why those rules were put in place is because for most prophetic movements are because they get the most confusing for people. And it causes people to have fallaways from God or from churches or from the prophetic. And even from themselves, a lot of times they feel like they failed themselves because they did that one thing. They watched that one Netflix show and that's why they're not having a baby, (laughs) you know, versus God's way more sophisticated than that. And he loves us more than that, you know? And so I I love that 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 happens. People also in that, is that, that you, you don't have to just prophesy in the church. Mm -hmm. You You can prophesy in your business. You can prophesy to your clients like, you know, that's one of the things that I have found so fruitful is, is prophesying to my clients and who are professional athletes that don't even know they're being prophesied to. I love that. Speaking into their life. Um, you're calling out their goals, reminding them who they are. Uh, because just because everyone knows their name, it doesn't mean that they know who they are. Yep. And so bringing that into the business realm, not just the church realm, you know, not just the ministry, the conference realm, but bringing it into the business culture. If we're going to change the change the, these different segments of society, then we have to bring what God has given us into those societies, and not just keep them for ourselves. This is so good. This is and this is where the prophetic shines is what people when you can see who people are, not who they aren't. And especially in business, I love how you do it because there's high stakes, and if you don't help call them forward, then they'll operate out of fear in their finances, and you need to help yeah. them operate out of faith in what their career is, and that's. That's a whole other subject, but that's such a beautiful picture. Well, Joey, how do people stream your church services and how do people watch you and connect to you? Kingdom Kingdom Life SA, that's for San Antonio, KingdomLifeSA.com. Awesome. So visit the website. Um, let it be a supplement to the church you're to go to. Or if you don't go to church, join them on Sundays right now. And Joey and Kelly are incredible at communicating just who God is. And they live it. So they're perfect examples. If you need an example, there's no one who's truly perfect except for Jesus, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I've so enjoyed our time together, Joey. Thanks so much. And next time you're in LA, which hopefully will be sooner than later, let's go out to dinner. You got it, Sean. Thanks again. Enjoy the time. Thanks. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? 
And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things, but the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Translating God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's gonna answer your questions and you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.